0: Perfect, so I guess it's time that we start the show.
1: <laughs> As Metro's Mercury-grade approaches, I shall create the illest podcaster known to mankind. But Master, what are you going to do? Howard Stern. Stephen A. Smith. Joel Rogan. Dave Chappelle. Why Dave Chappelle? Because he's a funny motherfucker. Jay Z. Jay Z. Because he has money, you fucking dickhead. I'm sorry, Master. I'm very sorry. The heart. India, the strength of a black man, and the pride of a Spaniard, I present to you, my team, it's alive, he's walking, master, he's walking, my team, sports.
0: And welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Throw Omar Taylor, a.k.a. Mr. Take That, Take That, Take that, To himself, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Buzzer, a.k.a. The, My, the Mad Podcaster. Yo, it is October 23rd. It is another in Fuego day in the hottest city in the world. We're talking about highs of 86, lows of 76. Right now, it's currently 80 degrees. This is season six episode 38 excerpt 231 of the ma T sports podcast we got Thursday night football to talk about there are rumors going on everywhere basically everywhere we go every you guys there's people whisper whisper whispering, whispering, whispering all over the place we're talking about rumors in New Orleans rumors in Milwaukee rumors in la rumors in New York rumors in okay City rumors in Miami rumors in and Portland we're talking a B dad, Mellow CP3, Giannis, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. But you know what I say, regardless of the time, take that, take that, take that, and regardless of the weather,
2: you play to win the game.
0: Okay, Hello. it's always a good time to go out and vote. So let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. Mighty sports. Y'all, can I just get right into it? First
2: of all, first of all, first
0: things first. I just want to wish a couple of happy birthdays out there. Yo, first, yo, can we get the first one? First of all, first of all, first things first. Happy birthday to my brethren, Darnell. I think, I think he just hit somewhere in the mid, where we at, mid fifties for you? Somewhere in the mid fifties, I don't know, but whatever it is, happy birthday to my homeboy, Darnell. First of all, first of all, first things first. Happy birthday to my home, to my sis Monica. Oh yeah, what is this now for y'all? I think you're like two years younger than me. So we ain't gonna keep, we ain't gonna give your age out there. But just something around there. So I want to make sure that we give you both your, Dingo, Dingo. On your birthday day. That was yesterday. We didn't do a podcast yesterday. So we still, we got more. Oh yeah, first listen. First of all, first of all. First Can first. you believe that? I want to say happy birthday to my army brethren, Claudia. Listen, she's on the west coast. So I'm not even sure if she's fully awake by right now. I'm not quite sure what's going on. But I want to say happy birthday to you.
1: First and of all, first of all, things first.
0: Happy birthday to the little one. You know who I'm talking about, Dr. Harris, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well. Yeah, there are four people that I know with a birthday on the same day, and it couldn't feel more special. I, I get excited for that day. Like, I, it's not even my birthday, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited just because I just happen to know four people that are that dear to me that share that share that a birthday. Yeah, so...
2: First of all, first of all... First
0: first. I want to wish them all a... <laughs> Happy birthday. I hope you guys all enjoy. And let me see. Do I gotta get my other sister's birthday out of the way? No, no, no. You know what? I'll get you when I when I pop up on the podcast on Monday. you gonna get a live one. Actually, sis, if you're listening, you need to holler at me. I know we got some business to take care of. You got a birthday coming up. So I know you're gonna wanna do some birthday celebrations. Holla at your boy. Cause we to celebrate good time. Come on. Now. While we're over here celebrating birthdays, if you're a Giants fan, ah, bendito, you there, you ain't in the celebratory mood when you wake up this morning. You are not in the mood that you're like, you know what, I want to take part in your celebrations, T, I'm feeling you this morning, look at all the goodness just coming out of the airways, I understand it. Giants fan, you guys may be Giants, but your team is playing very, very small. They are out here losing to the Philadelphia Eagles. They're they're their right their conference, sorry, their division rival. And you can't find a way to beat them. And it's funny before this game started, a good friend of mine, right? Came up to me and asked me. I guess you guys are wondering. That's a that's Yingling in a Heineken in a Heineken koozie. So either Yingling or Heineken, how at your boy. If either one of you want to throw your boy a sponsor, I'm here for you. I'll drink every day on the air. Now, listen, I- I'll drink when I'm not even on the air just to help promote you help you promote bear. What's going on, Paul? I see you dropping from, from foundation to foundation. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> you guys, make sure you go ahead and, and check out holyshift.com. Make sure you get to read it. Because it is not, you don't need a fortune teller. Or you don't need somebody to to, to read your future or your day or your fortune to let you know that the new York Giants suck I mean like they suck giant ass we're talking about grande culo over here a friend of mine's asked me hey how many interceptions do you think Daniel Jones is gonna throw this game I said I don't know how many interceptions he's gonna throw But I guarantee you he's going to turn that ball over at least twice. And it made me realize that, you know what? That for the rest of the year, we're going to have to come up with a segment anytime we're talking about the New York Giants. Because if your quarterback is going to be turning over the ball every single time you play the game, then you're going to have to get a... Damn, Daniel. You turned over the ball again, Daniel. And without a doubt... That boy Daniel, like he went from Danny Dimes, what's oh, that, he went from Love Jones to Danny Dimes to damn Daniel, why don't you hold on to the motherfucking ball, Daniel? Like, damn Daniel, why don't you pass the ball to your teammate instead of the opposing team, Daniel? Like, damn Daniel, how many times can you give the ball up again, Daniel? Like, damn Daniel, did you know that you have more turnovers than you do have touchdowns? Like. Damn, Daniel, do you realize if you didn't throw a touch interception in the second quarter, your team could have possibly been up 21 to 10? Like, damn, Daniel, if you didn't fumble the ball on that last drive, maybe your team would have came back from a one-point deficit. Like, damn, Daniel, do you put baby oil on your hands before you start the game? Why can't you hold on to the ball? Like, damn, Daniel, are you colorblind? Is that why you can't see the opposing team and differentiate it between Big Blue and Green? I mean, damn, Daniel! How many times you gonna be responsible for your team losing the game? Damn, Daniel. Got me worked up this morning. Hey.
2: First of all, first of all. First
0: things first. AKA the mad podcaster. I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. I don't know if you caught all of that. <laughs> But basically, the New York Giants had this game in hand. They were, they were down a little bit early. And what I mean, they were down early. It was it was real early that they were down. But they weren't down by much. Right? We're, we're talking about 7 first, first drive of the game, touchdown, Philadelphia Eagles. Right? 11 plays, 8 of the clock, they're looking good, Giants defense looking bad. Right? The Giants will punt, will punt, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles will punt. And then... And then, and then, we get a touchdown. Shotgun, deep, pass, Daniel Jones, to to Golden Taint. Now, this is after, like, penalties and all kinds of other shit, but touchdown, Golden Taint. Game is tied quickly, 7-7. Then, obviously, um, Eagles come back down and they get a field goal. And then, right when they're making another drive. We're talking about a nice, good, eight-play drive. They are making it, they are in scoring position, and what happens? What happens? The inevitable happens.
2: Damn, Daniel. You turned over the ball
0: again, Daniel. Daniel Jones, oh, sorry. Damn, Daniel. (laughs) Throws an interception. But they even lucked out because the interception didn't cost them points immediately. The Philadelphia, I mean, the New York Giants get an interception right back. But unfortunately, the New York Giants can't, they can't take advantage of the turnover. Instead, somebody not named Daniel Jones fumbles the ball. And now we're talking about Philadelphia getting the ball back. Philadelphia missed the field goal. So at this point in time, we're still talking only a 10-7 game and we're going into the half. We'll start off start off the half with a series of punts, and then the Giants finally score 14-10. At this moment, this game could have been 21-10 Giants. At this, what's going on T? I'm coming to see you later. At this point, this, this game should be 21-10 Giants. But it's not 21-10 because,
2: Damn Daniel, you turned over the ball again, Daniel. Strikes again.
0: It's like return of the Sith. Damn Daniel. But they get their touchdown 14-10. we the third. We go into the third. New York Giants begin the fourth quarter. 15 plays for a 15-play drive. Daniel Jones. We're talking about you don't even understand like how how lucky the New York Jets has got. Like they should have won this game. They were in prime position to win. This game. And then the damn Daniel happened. Here they go. Beginning of the fourth. They score. Up 21-10. Now, mind you, based off of everything that I just told you, at least the one interception that he threw on that drive earlier, this game should be 28-10. Going into the fourth. Secured by a three-point by, by a three-score game at minimum. But no, it's 21-10. Giants score. And then the Philadelphia Eagles come right back down four plays later. They barely take a minute and a half off the clock. They they they, they score. The score is 21-16. And oh my god. Like can I can I tell you that there is a rookie and, and I need to find his name, right? Because there was a rookie that they continuously picked on, and is this, is this the guy's name? Is this the guy's name? I, I need, I definitely need to find him because there was there's just this individual that they just kept on picking on and picking on and picking on, and and he just kept on making. Damn, I'm trying to remember his name, I forgot to write it down. But basically, the Giants' defense is undisciplined, and. They, they, they found a rookie and they and they, they like I said they targeted him, and they and they allowed him to put, to have pass interference and then a late hit and and all kinds of penalties that also helped the New York Giants lose this game. The New York Giants had this game in the bag and they shot themselves in the foot. Let's let be honest. Like I didn't even get a chance to hear the boys today. Like I was busy today, right? I didn't even get a chance to to hear the boys today and, and hear everybody and how they went off. I'm probably gonna <laughs> I'm gonna come back. And I'm gonna listen to this all. To, I'm gonna listen. We listen to everybody today. Because the New York Giants had this game. They should have went into the fourth quarter with this game 28-10. Instead, they go in there as 21-10. After they they score, after the New York Giants scored on the first possession of the fourth quarter, the Philadelphia Eagles come right back four plays later, a minute and a half off the clock, and they score. The New York Giants will, will run five plays, and then they will be forced to punt. Six plays later, another minute, barely a minute and a half off the clock. So basically, in a total of about three minutes, the Philadelphia Eagles managed to put up 16 points. That's all it took, 10 plays and three minutes. Four plays, a minute 39, six plays, and a minute and 22. That's all it took for them to put up 16 quick points. And now, with just about what is it 40 seconds or so left in the game daniel jones now has the ball the new york giants has the ball and they are going to try their way to work their themselves down the field and you know what ends up happening first they get the touchback obviously but then there's a penalty there's a 10 yard penalty right? for negative 10 yards daniel jones makes a short pass to eric ingram right but then there's a penalty on the New York Giants, um, Hernandez, for offensive holding. So that comes back. It's a force at the 25. Next we get another shotgun pass. Was where, where Daniel Jones he gets the ball out to Ingram. He gets, he, gets eight, he gains eight yards on that. So now we're looking at what's it? Second and or what was, it, what, what was that? What was that? Why does everything say was that second and 12? Now we're looking at. And then and then it happens again.
2: Damn, Daniel! You turned over the ball again, Daniel!
0: Daniel Jones lines up in the shotgun. He goes back, and next thing you know, he is sacked for six yard loss. But he also fumbles that ball. And it's a fum and he is he is sacked by <laughs> he is sacked by Graham. So, Graham Graham causes the fumble. Graham recovers the fumble. Game over. It's a wrap. Victory formation. Philadelphia Eagles. And you have failed this city. Once again.
2: Damn, Daniel. You turned over the ball again, Daniel.
0: Daniel Jones has failed this city once again. You were not the Dark Knight that everybody thought you were. And to be honest with you, like, we, we, we're gonna, we'll say this again, and then we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. Because, as you know, like, the, um, the, fir- the, the first things first, that is brought to you by Vote. So, just remember, folks, vote or die. <laughs> Basically, just vote. It's your responsibility to go ahead and vote. If you don't like the changes that are going on in the world, go ahead and vote. Like, that's really the way to change that shit. Go on and vote. Like find enough people that are passionate about it and make sure that, they, that not just you vote, but make sure the people that are around you that are passionate about the things that you are passionate about that they go out and make make sure that they vote as well. You encourage every single person that you know that you have out there. You need encouragement at this kind of time, especially if you're a New York Giants fan because you are finding nothing positive what's going on with the New York Giants. Uh, um, the problems that the New York Giants have had, um, that, that they have with Daniel Jones, as you can see him running for his life on half of the plays, is the same as that problems they've had for, for the majority of the last seven to eight years. Is the fact that they have no offensive line. And they have tried time after time after time after time. They have tried to get somebody in there to fix that offensive line, whether it be players, whether it be coaches, whether it be general managers, and it just seems to be a continuous problem. The offensive line is something that wasted the last five years of the of Elon Manning's career, and I'm telling you right now, with no offensive line, you are wasting the first the first few years, the first couple of years, the first five years. How many, many years it, it is, is going to be with Daniel Jones? It's already been two years. How much longer are you going to waste this young man's career if you believe he is your future? And believing if, if he is your future is something that we're gonna talk about in the, in the very next segment when we return. I want you all to remember the change you want begins with you. Your vote matters. Don't to confuse everybody. So don't just register to vote, go out and vote and begin making the change you want. Them. Let them hear that again. I want you all to remember the change you want begins with you. Your no. vote matters. So don't just register to vote, go out and vote and begin making the change you want. All back in the Mighty Sports podcast, I am still your host, the Marlon Thalithoma Taylor, as I just before. That previous segment was brought to you by vote. Remember to vote or die. And if you listen to the podcast, I do, I do appreciate it. I do want to thank you for how you listen to the podcast. Whether you're listening live on my website, mytsports.net, or you're listening on Podbean Live. And with Podbean Live is where you're actually able to interact with me with comments and also able to call in and join the podcast as well. So if you want it, so if you ever want to join the podcast, just make sure you. Join in on Podbean whenever we are live and you'll be able to join the conversation if you think that i'm a knucklehead and i have no clue what the fuck i'm talking about then you you have the opportunity to come on here and be like yo b i don't know what the fuck you're talking about because you know what the beauty the beautiful thing about Podbean, i have no way to 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 screen calls. so when you come on here you can come on here with all of your foolishness and it just gets trapped on here forever and eternity and i'm gonna share it i ain't gonna shot from it i'm gonna share it you're gonna be a part of history b Come join the podcast. You know how we do, huh? In the Brooklyn Zoo. But if you can't catch the podcast live, and you and you just gotta catch, and you just gotta catch the and you can never make it to the live podcast, right? Listen, it's it's real simple. iTunes, TuneIn, PodBean, Pod, um, Pandora, Google, Amazon. Like it don't matter where you listen to Podbean, where well, you listen to podcasts. I, I'm basically going to be there wherever you want me. I'll be there. I'm going to be everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. So really, the easiest way, just tell your smart device, play the latest episode of the MYT Sports Podcast, and it will go ahead and pop that right up for you, and you'll be able to get this flavor in your ear, get this brand-new flavor in your ear, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but Now, let's get back in, into what we were talking about, right, with the New York, with the new York Giants. Because the New York Giants are in, are in about the same spot that I believe that the New York Jets are in. And while I don't see the New York Jets, New York Jets really winning any games this season, I can see the New York Giants on a continuous basis pulling out a bunch of victories. Right? This is actually a game I think that I picked them to possibly win. Now they have let me down because they're a fucking piece of shit. Right? Let's see. I, I, but, but this is a game that I thought that they could win, and for the most part, they were in control of this game, and they lost to a two, four, and one team. You understand if they go two and five, like like you are right there. You keep yourself in the talk. But Carson went in that in the in the last in the in the fourth quarter on those last two drives, basically in ten plays, in in basically three minutes to go to the length of the football field twice. That's how you lose. When you throw interceptions. When you throw interceptions on key drives, that's how you lose. When you fumble the ball on a comeback, that's how you lose. Got the whole entire city being like,
2: Damn, Daniel. You turned over the ball again, Daniel.
0: And now you hear about the New York Giants and the the New York Jets continuously being talked in the same conversation. Even though the New York Jets are probably going to be more of, um, be more likely to get the number one pick, but the New York Giants fall themselves in the same boat because it's a possibility. There is a chance. And With that said, they I, I feel I feel like the story can be said about both of them. You could just talk about both in the same breath. What do you really want to sever for Trevor, right? And draft Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick, or. Do you believe that the quarterback that you have is your quarterback? Because if the quarterback that you have is your quarterback, Trafton Dreville Lawrence does nothing for you but hit the reset button all over again. And while hitting the reset button might buy you time, it doesn't get you any, it doesn't get you technically closer to your ultimate goal. You've literally took about three to four, maybe even five steps back sometimes when you hit the reset button with a sports franchise. This isn't a Paula Abdulso This isn't two steps forward and one step back. That's how opposites attract. No, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't one of those kind of things. No, no, a lot of times when you reset your franchise in, in, in sports, this usually sets you back five years. So now they're set back. Right? Or or now there's a possibility of setting your whole entire franchise back and getting trouble and and trying to get trouble lawrence. And there's also the the rhetoric out there that these both of these franchises say that the quarterback that we currently have is our franchise quarterback. We believe in this quarterback. We believe this quarterback has the talent. Now I believe that this is more that, that that this is way more believable for the New York Jets than the New York Giants because you can't convince me somebody that turns the ball over as much as Daniel Jones does versus how well he does on offense is really the guy that you is really the guy that you want. Like I like, he may be able to now get move the ball with now that he has talent around him, but ultimately at the end of the day, you still find yourself twice a game saying,
2: Damn Daniel. You turned over the ball again, Daniel.
0: And your franchise quarterback can't have that happen. We just saw that with Jameis Winston. It doesn't matter how many times it looks like you can get the ball down the field. We just saw Jameis Winston put up historical numbers for years. Always in the top of the quarterback passing numbers. Right? Right? At times, even at top of the uh, even at top of the touchdown numbers for quarterbacks, but you also saw um, him sometimes double or match those numbers with turnovers. That can't happen. Daniel Jones isn't even matching his touchdown to turnover ratio. He is um, it is a one to two ratio when it comes to touchdown to turnovers, so he's not gonna last long. So while I, while I may believe that New York Jets, right when they say that they have their franchise quarterback a little bit more, I don't believe that for the New York Giants. But here goes the scenario. If you do believe that this is your franchise quarterback, drafting another quarterback isn't going to help your franchise. What is going to help your franchise is drafting out of that number, drafted out of that high pick that you have and seeing if you can get more draft picks to get yourself more opportunities to try to get talent to help that team. The New York Giants have had an offensive line problem for seven years. Seven years. Years, you can't piece together an offensive line. The Dallas Cowboys piece together one in three years. I mean, there are teams that that, that that their quarterback stays so fucking clean in the goddamn game. Their fucking theme music is an outcast song. You understand? Like their quarterbacks that stay so clean in the pocket, like it actually makes people believe that they're good quarterbacks and they actually hold on to their jobs. Matt Ryan. So for seven years you've had this problem and with a high draft pick you can do nothing but draft all offensive linemen if you want <laughs> but you're gonna have but they're gonna have to figure something out both franchises if this is your guy draft drafting at that position or, or 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 just basically drafting with that high pick is going to be more of a detriment to your franchise but if you can trade out of that and get yourself two number ones and two number twos, or, or 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 two number ones and a number two, or another number one and three number twos, but basically get yourself four more draft picks from it. Maybe 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 two number twos and, and four number threes, and one number two. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so like there are t- so many different ways that that you that you can fandangle having that high of a draft pick that, and ultimately what happens is that. Now you're picking up assets because regardless of what of what happens, Daniel Jones, he has talent. He has at least receivers to pass the ball to. He at least had Saquon Barkley. And he actually has an offensive mind that's willing to use them. In the, for the New York Jets, they have no wide receivers outside of maybe Crowder. The running backs, you don't, you just traded him. you And you never used him when he was there a guy that's, that, that they called the Swiss Army Knife, you you basically made him look like a fucking butter knife. Not even a, yeah, a butter knife. like Just a, a, just so that you could spread. Like, like, that's literally what you did to somebody that had versatility. You made him look like, like the worst oh running back God. in the league ever. <laughs> so for both franchises, you're going to have to answer the question. If the quarterback that you oh have right God. now oh. is... Your franchise quarterback. Is it going to be better for you to draft with that high pick that you're gonna get? Or would it be better for you to give up that high to trade away and get out of that spot? To go in and get more assets, to see if you can actually find like 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 do the strength in numbers. See if you hey you know what if I get four high picks I should be able to get two talents out of this at bare minimum instead of trying to get one talent with one pick. Cause remember you have your own picks and you have other picks. Like do what good franchises do. Like like they they stock up draft picks. The Boston Celtics for years stocked up draft picks. That's what good GMs do. And you find your talent and you and you and you make things competitive in your locker room. You hold players accountable. And guess what happens? The cream, the cream rises to the crop. The cream rises to the top. And anybody else that don't want to rise, guess what happens? They, the rest of them fall into that that, that crab in a barrel mentality. But you got to figure out something. And why y'all figure that, I'm gonna take a commercial break. And when we come back, there's some whispers going on throughout the NFL and the NBA. And we gonna have are we gonna go ahead and unleash a little bit of that dirt in just a minute. But until then,
1: they didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists and combat troops all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond. I became a soldier.
0: I want you all to remember. The change you want begins with you. Your vote matters. So don't just register to vote. Go out and vote and begin making the change you want. And as you got, welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one-only dollar tool, Martilla, a.k.a. the Tin Man. That's because I got two stints in my heart. That's how good my friends are. Like, like, like I, I need a new heart, and they start calling me the Tin Man. Like, you know, my friends ain't shit, but I got to love them anyway. A.k.a. Tony Baritone, a.k.a. Mr. Energy, a.k.a. the Motor mouth of the South. And I want to thank you still for listening. And oh, don't forget, folks. Make sure you go out and vote. Yeah, I, I, I voted early in case you guys don't, don't have not realized. Listen, but make, you, make, you guys make sure you go out and vote. Go ahead and get that sh- and get that shit taken care of, right? <clears throat> and while you get that taken care of, there are a bunch of rumors that are going on in the NFL and in the NBA. And some, while some of these rumors sound really oh, good for business, some of these aren't that good for business, right? And some of these we were talking about years ago. Right, and while some are good for business and some are bad for business, some of these may be late and past their time, and the exp- and the and there's and, and the expiration on it may have just passed. Like it's just spoiled milk, but they're all out there. We we gonna take we we gonna take the rest of our Friday to go ahead and discuss this because a couple of them are near and dear to my heart. A couple of them are near and dear to the city that I live in, and a couple of them is just gonna fuck up the NBA. Or the NFL, or a check. We gonna talk about all, but the first one, the first one that we gonna, the first one that actually gets to me, right? Because there's actually one team tied to two individuals, and it's one team tied to two, let's say, controversial individuals, right? And the first one of them being Antonio Brown. And where the Seattle Seahawks are thinking about bringing in Antonio Brown. And the Seattle Seahawks are the only ones thinking about bringing in Antonio Antonio Brown. Right, the Baltimore Ravens are also are also in consideration for Antonio Brown. But let's think with the Seahawks football. Where the Seattle Seahawks The Seattle Seahawks right now for for once in actually in a, in a long time they actually don't need really much more, thank you, weapons or individuals to add to their wide receiving core. Like for once in a very long time, they actually have one of the best, if not the best wide receiving core actually in the league when you come from a production standpoint in a lot of statistical categories. And then we sat right here with you um, a couple weeks ago, and we talked about how many yards that DK Metcalf was out here putting up. And I, cause I think I'm um, the last time that we talked, right? But when we looked at his numbers, he had 22 receptions, and, and he may have more by now, but he had 22 receptions, on 496 yards for five touchdowns. That was 22 and and a half yards per catch. And when I and, and when I heard them talk about it right too recently, I think they said that that was the best ever since 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 the Deshaun Jackson year back in some time. Deshaun Jackson, yo, yo, oh my God, he just he does he just went out again after after just coming back from a hamstring injury. He just went out with now I think with a busted ankle. He's getting an MRI on that now, and he's gonna and, and they're gonna keep eyeing him. It may just be time for him to retire. No, he loves the game, but it may just be. Time for him to retire. Huh. Anonymous agent throw shade on. I'm gonna have to get into all of this, into LeBron James and Rich Paul. Huh? They're trying to cont- control AAU at the NBA level. Huh? You know what? Somebody's going to have to do it. Somebody's going to have to do it. Yo, what's going on, Milk Dog? What's going on to the podcast? Welcome on. I know you don't normally catch me in the podcast. I appreciate you stopping through. Right, so we just so we talked about a couple weeks ago about how DK Metcalf was basically putting up historical numbers. 22 and a half yards per reception. 22 and a half yards per reception. For once in, in Russell Wilson's career, he has actually the best passing game in the league one of the best passing games in the league. Now a lot of that has to do with him. So to, so to hear the fact that he is trying to add Antonio Brown not just to his to to um um to his core, but also to that lineup. Right? Is 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 the part that 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 starts to baffle me because do you want him to start fucking up that chemistry? Do you want somebody like Antonio Brown to start infecting your young receiving core that's now starting to to, to break hold of himself. Do you... Basically, what I'm saying is that, do you want him to be a virus onto DK Metcalf? Like, we know that Seattle is known for having boisterous personalities and for and, and, and for managing a lot of people that that, that, that sometimes believe that they are bigger than the NFL and honestly do a lot of things that are bigger than the NFL sometimes. And Antonio Brown doesn't fall into that category that does stuff that are bigger than the NFL. He just believes that he's bigger than the NFL right so he's used to dealing with, 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 with these with these basically megalomaniacs of the of, of the game. But are you ready for Antonio Brown is what I'm asking you. And do you want to bring him in? Because I question it everywhere else. And maybe Seattle may be the better of the two fits. I am just curious on why Seattle wants to do this. And because it's not just Antonio Brown they're talking about bringing in. They're talking about bringing in Josh Gordon again for another tryout. Josh Gordon, a guy that year after year after year after year after year, the only reason that has kept this guy out the league after 10 years, you understand, Josh Gordon should have a 10-year career by now. Yet, he has a career for one year and a half because he can't stay off drugs. Like, like it's gone beyond weed. Like, this dude is doing everything. Like, like, he is an addict. And he keeps finding ways to go back to different vices. So they're gonna give, they're gonna try to reinstate him to see if they like, that. Like they're trying to bring two head cases into their lineup at the same time. Like, I understand you've had the Richard Shermans of the world, and I will go, but Richard Sherman made Richard Sherman wasn't a head case. He's a, he's a, he, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's an outspoken, educated person. He isn't a head case. <laughs> Antonio Brown is a head case. Josh Gordon is a head case. Like, I understand you're used to some of these other guys, like with big personalities. Are you ready for this? You're 5-0. Like, coming into this season, your quarterback said, you know what? I am tired of you guys not talking about me in these MVP talks. When you say my name, make sure you call me Mr. Unlimited. And then he came out and he proved it. He didn't just talk his shit. He talked his talking and he walked his walk. Like he carried, like he spoke softly and he carried a big stick. And you want to fuck that up? (laughs) These are the things that make sports interesting because as much as we don't want them to go there because you don't want them to fuck it up, you're like, I want to see you go there because if it works, the gamble, right? The Rochambeau, right? The gamble of it all. Is that you are going to have elite receivers everywhere, everywhere, and there's nobody's going to be able to line up. Like, because when you you figure you're going to have to keep pace with a, with a team like Kansas City, that that that. When you play them in the in the Super Bowl, you're going to end up playing four down football, and it's going to be a shootout. And you're going to need to have weapons that can't be double teamed. You're going to be, you're going to, like, they're not going to be able to, you you got to be able to find matchups everywhere. They're not, you can't have, you can't be in a game where they could take away your weapons. And I can see where they're going with this, but it's a hell of a gamble. And maybe for both of these teams, right? Antonio Brown a little bit more than Josh Gordon, because Josh Gordon just got to get his shit right. Both of these guys have gone to New England and failed. Let's just put it, let's, let's remind you of that. Both of these guys have gone to New England, Bill Belichick and Tom, with Tom Brady and failed to be the person that they needed to be. Just respectable human beings so they could earn millions of dollars to play a sport. They, they they failed that, to be respectable human beings, to earn millions of dollars to play sports. They're failing there. So now they're in Seattle, where they feel like, and they're going to try to do this again. And for Antonio Brown... More than more than Josh Gordon, maybe this is better for him, Antonio Brown more than Josh Gordon because if he goes to Baltimore, I believe that he is the he becomes the man in Baltimore. He ultimately becomes the number one wide receiver. He takes over everything. Everybody bows down to him, and he's gonna want the system rewritten for him, or to help or to also help and highlight him. And not only would he come in there as the vet, as as the veteran. That, that thinks that he could possibly talk to the young quarterback, right? Where in Seattle, he is a veteran quarterback. He can't bully this quarterback. He can possibly do that in Baltimore. Also, the other top-tier receiver that Baltimore has happens to be Antonio Brown's little cousin. So he can sun him and put him in place all day long and make him fall in line. And then easily split that, then easily split that locker room in, into Antonio Brown, Hollywood Brown, and and, 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 and Action Jackson, and, and whoever, and and everybody else, and then and then start a divide. While Baltimore has the strength in their organization, the strength in their leadership, and strength in the, from their coach, and the, and 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 the strength from their legacy to, to possibly take on a guy like Antonio Brown, I ask you a question again: Why? While I while I mention all of the reasons that I that I that I that I think that it may be detrimental for Seattle, I think it's ten times more detrimental for Baltimore. Because everybody in Baltimore is young. All of the leaders for Baltimore is young on the offensive end. In Seattle, you're just kind of worried about him rubbing off on DK Metcalf. And DK Metcalf has a has a father that paid professional ball. So he came in here with a professional mind frame the whole entire time. So, I don't think that he, to so even with DK Metcalf, I don't find that he may be the person that falls to a- Antonio Brown's poison, his venom, his cancer. In Baltimore, I don't think there's a way they can avoid it. This goes stage five in a heartbeat, and next thing you know, he takes over your team. Baltimore, out of anybody, probably needs to, needs to avoid the signing of Antonio Brown which means that we're probably going to see Antonio Brown most likely in Seattle. And and they're going to try to team him up with Josh Gordon and bring him back. And now you're going to have to start wondering about about a lineup that has Antonio Brown, possibly Josh Gordon, and now DK Metcalf, along with Russell Wilson, leading them. Because right now, they I guess Seattle realizes there's not much we can do to, to to improve our defense unless we just make a drastic unless we make some kind of trade for somebody dynamic dynamic right now. So if we can't if we can't really pull that defense anymore and we've been trying to make that shift ever since we didn't give Beast Mode the ball on the 1-yard line that we've been trying to make Russell that man. Let's see if we can out-offense these teams. Put so much pressure on them that they can never keep up with us. Because ultimately, when you play Kansas City, that's what you're going to have to start figuring out how to do is Kansas City keeps adding on to their offense. Just remember, they just signed Le'Veon Bell that they haven't had a chance to implement into their offense as of yet either. Somebody else looking to implement somebody else into their offense. Like I said, there's whisperings and there's rumors going on everywhere. The New England Patriots, I know we just talked about them, how they looked at Antonio Brown in the past, how they looked at Josh Gordon in the past, another receiver that they're bringing up from the past. Des Bryant. Des Bryant is working out with the New England Patriots, so they're gonna see if Des Bryant still has anything left um, to give um, to a team. And and you have to remember, at this point in time, you're talking about bringing somebody in at like week what seven, week eight. You're asking them now just to finish out the second half of the season. Not even, <laughs> you know, I mean? so not not even play the whole season. Just can you last for the second half of the season? And then if we make the playoffs, muscle through the playoffs. That's load management for a guy like Des Bryant. That you don't. That if you don't feel like he can, he can last the whole entire season anymore. So they're gonna, they're gonna try to bring him in, and they're gonna try to add another weapon to Des Bryant. As you can see, what's going on in New England with Robert Kraft from yes, the Kraft and Cheese Company, <laughs> Bill Belichick. That they're trying to still win. They're realizing that this, that that they're not in. They're not quite at the place that they would like to be in this division. But they still realize that this division can still be won. And even if it can't be won, you can definitely, definitely, definitely in the AFC make a play, make, make a wild card spot. Especially since they've added a new another spot into the playoffs. That's easy money. And that's NFL rumors that's coming at you. And we didn't even talk NBA yet. So you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take myself another quick break. When we come back... We're going to talk to NBA rumors. That and more on the My Esports Podcast. I want you all to remember, the change you want begins with you. Your vote matters. So don't just register to vote. Go out and vote. And begin making the change you want. And we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast again. I'm still your host, the One Million Dollar Tomar Taylor, aka the One Take Wonder, aka Work Hard, Smoke Harder, aka the Dungeon Dragon, aka your favorite Army Vet, aka the Army Black Knight. And we will still here on the, on, on the podcast. And we've been going on. We've been going on with a lot of the rumors that that, that that we've been hearing going on in the sports leagues. One of them is one of them is one of them. Is, a bunch of them have been in the NBA. I mean the NFL. As as, the, as a bunch of receivers are, are trying to become are trying to come off the market, right? And and they're trying to go to competitive teams so they can try to get themselves rings. And these teams that are trying to chase rings, they're trying to find ways to improve their offense because everybody needs to find a way to beat Kansas City. And right now, also in the NBA, I guess everybody needs to figure out how to beat LA. As I said right now, I see I, I, as I'm seeing some news that I need to go ahead and pay attention to that there's a unanimous. Agent that's go ahead and throwing shade on LeBron James and what they're trying to do with, with, with AAU. <laughs> and listen, are we are we gonna talk about AAU in a little bit because there's there's a bunch of stuff that's going on there. But there's there's levels to this shit, and, and we're not even gonna talk about that level as of yet. <clears throat> Because as of right now, there's been, the, the, the coaching carousel in the NBA is, is starting to shape up, right? Because beginning, beginning of the offseason, right, we knew that there was a bunch of teams that need that were going to need jobs. There, gonna, there was going to be a job that was needed in New York that has been filled now by my by, by Tom Thibodeau, or you like to call him Tom Thibodeau, right? The Philadelphia job was going to need to be filled, and now, that, is now, that has now been filled with Doc Rivers, or he's now being called Glenn Rivers as he's dropping the doc from his name, right? And, and he left the LA job. That LA job has been filled by Lou Williams. And this is probably where not Lou Williams, but um, Tyrone Lou. <laughs> and this is probably where one of the first one of the first pauses um, comes into play. And, and, and I'm not even gonna say this was the first part play because I think one of the first pauses came into play is when Steve Nash got the head coaching job that, that was available in Brooklyn, but that took a pause for another reason because he just didn't have any coaching experience, right? The Tyrone Lu one in LA, right, raised a different set of eyebrows because Doc Rivers got fired from the the LA Clippers job, and Tyrone Lu was part of the culture that that Doc Rivers built. Now, granted, he may have only been there for the last year or two, right, in that coaching position. But he was in that team, and he was part of that, and he was part of that squad. And I I would like to know what is he going to do differently for team continuity. Because it's not because the LA Clippers have all of the talent in the world. You just see that they weren't together, and they weren't mentally strong. You're gonna have to find you have to find a way to do a lot of things I number one thing I'm assuming that somebody's gonna, that you're gonna have to try to figure to do is how do you trade Paul George for better talent and how many and, and how and how many more better talents are there out there above Paul George that you can get for that money that, that that Paul George is getting? but I'm assuming Paul George is gonna be one of the first guys you look to now what I would do if I'm you uh, if, if I'm the Clippers Go look to Milwaukee, and look about trading him for Chris Middleton possibly. I think that would probably be one of the first, and I don't know Chris Middleton's contract. He's just one of the first names that popped into my head, and I say that because not only, because not only is, is there a need to get rid of Chris, I mean um, Paul George, but Giannis Antetokounmpo may not be back in Milwaukee based off how things have played out. And if he doesn't come back to Milwaukee, then you're going to have to start... then you're going to have to start moving some pieces around. And if you're going to be moving pieces around, maybe Chris Middleton doesn't want to be there. And maybe you can get... <laughs> and maybe you can get Chris Middleton out of there and, you know what I mean, and for, and still put him in a situation where he's chasing a chip and, and dump Paul George over in Milwaukee... Put him in a small town where he doesn't have to worry about winning, doesn't have to worry about anything. He could just do whatever the fuck he wants because we can see right now that, that 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 Paul George is not that dude. Paul George, that for whatever he was as a as a young up and coming player, we now see him as a fully developed player, and for a regular season, he can be a great two way player and a good number two option. In the playoffs, he is just playoff pressure bust piped p He is not the guy that he is needed. He's not and, and, and we see it. We saw it in the Clippers. When we saw it in Indianapolis before before now, we chalked it up to youth. When we saw it in Oklahoma City, we chalked it up to injury. When we saw it happen with the Clippers. Now we just say like, no, this is you, and we heard him talk about it. He came and admitted, I have anxiety issues. I, I don't deal with like he, he, he certain pressure. He he just basically came out and said it. Pre- certain pressure situations fuck with my be- fuck with my brain, and it fucks with my body chemistry. I don't perform well in the. Pr-. He basically came out and said I don't perform well in certain environments. I have problems with pressure. Said him in Milwaukee. Go and trade him. Send him away. You know you don't need him in the Clippers. You're trying to win rings, and he just needs cash. Just so send him to Milwaukee. They'll they'll love him there. He'll be a great two-way player there, and and he'll keep and he may keep them relevant. You know maybe an eight for seven seat and keep them going into the playoffs and, and make them not regret for a little while that they didn't get that they didn't get rid of Giannis after the Kumpo until that third year and and you're starting your whole entire franchise over again. So, if you're the Clippers, yeah, you have to you have to try to find a way to get him. am i trade to trade for to Paul George. Listen, maybe the move for Paul George is <laughs> it, maybe getting Paul George out of there is to get get Giannis, as Giannis is is definitely out on his way out. We just believe that based off everything that we've heard that Giannis is more likely to go to Miami versus go to the team at like the Clippers. But we have to remember this that he still has one year left on his contract. So him going to the Clippers would be more of a trade because the Clippers went out and they pulled whatever resources they have left because they gutted, their t- they gutted a lot of resources, a lot of draft resources to get Paul George. So now you're going to have to find a way to flip that and, out and flip him and get somebody else. And if there's anybody that can figure it out, uh, it's, generally, it's definitely the president of Operation that runs the Clippers, who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is Jerry West. So they're going to find ways. They're going to find creative ways to keep on doing this. What, what would the Ravens bring in? Oh, okay. And also, as I just saw this pop up, I told you that New England Patriots had brought in Des Bryant. Well, also, <laughs> it looks like the Baltimore Ravens have also brought in Des Bryant. As basically, like I said, with, with these available um, wide receivers, you see, you see the names that are continuously bringing them in there, right? Baltimore Ravens. Seattle Seahawks. New England Patriots. These teams are constantly trying to help their wide receivers. I mean their 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 quarterbacks get weapons. You know who you don't hear about bringing these guys in? And granted, some of these franchises can't 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 withstand this. These 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 kind of personalities, but also but also these guys want to go to winning franchises. They want to go to championship contenders. They're not, they're not coming into the league to go to the New York Jets and New York Giants and help a young quarterback develop. They're coming back so that they can win. So there's Brian working out with Baltimore as well. So, as we get back to these rumors, the L.A. The LA Clippers are going to have to try to figure out what they're going to want to do with Paul George. They're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with Lou Williams. As we have, as as we as we also hear the rumors spreading that it's possible that the that the Morris twins, right, that they may have that they may team up and both be signed with the Lakers. So if you have, so Nichols, Knicks Knicks fan that they thought one of the Morris twins is going to come back to New York and help with that culture, it probably won't happen. You're probably going to it's probably most likely that you're going to see a more, um, um, the Morris twin reunite. Back in LA and play for the Lakers and and, and try to get another ring there. and so the, whoever talks about Giannis Antetokounmpo de Kumpo is still looming. But the biggest but obviously the biggest dog in the race that we keep hearing about are the Miami Heat. And I'm telling you right now, if Giannis Antetokounmpo Kumpo goes to the Miami Heat, they they win in that chip next year. If the if if the if the Miami Heat had Giannis onto de Kumpo, The Lakers are not winning a championship this year. i put my name on that one. Well, let's see if we can actually talk about what we've been really wanting to talk about this whole entire time. And we may not have the time to. This may be something I still may have to put off to next week. But that is CP3 and Camilla Anthony going to the New York Knicks. CP3 and Camilla Anthony going to the New York Knicks. And I'm telling you, that is a that is a topic that I can't talk about in three minutes. I'm sorry, the show ends in like two minutes. I can't talk about it in two minutes. That is a, something that we're gonna need a whole good segment to get into because it's worth it. So we're gonna set a day for that. We may t- Listen, guys, we may talk about it. We may talk about it on Tuesday. So Knicks fans, prepare yourselves. Prepare yourselves for this one on a conversation on Tuesday, or maybe next Friday. <laughs> Who knows? As 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 you know, we as as like, listen. Rumors going going over the rumors before they go into the weekend is always a good thing because you know a bunch of rumors are gonna come right back out of the weekend. With well, CP3 and Melo going to New York, that is gonna be a conversation that we're gonna have to hold on to. Why you guys hold on to that? I want to thank you guys again for taking the time out to listen to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Taking the time out to share with me. I, I appreciate it as always. As you as you know as we like to as the way we like to say our goodbyes this season, and that is I hope you catch a wave that never subsides. This is Dalinto Taylor with the Mighty Sports Mighty Sports podcast, and we are out of here. Hope you enjoy your weekend. Make sure you go out and vote, and I don't know why, but go buy Porsche stock. I don't know, like go ahead and buy. I, I bought myself um, five um, five shares of Porsche on um, um, Porsche today. I was in that kind of mood. They paid like seventeen cents on um, my per dividend. I figured, let me, let me let me get myself enough that every time they pay dividends, they give me a full dollar. Eh, I'm gonna get myself some more. Who knows? All right, maybe I'm, I'm gonna want $10. How much do I have to buy for that one? Man, maybe five. <laughs> we gonna see. But enjoy your weekend, guys. Everybody be safe, stay healthy, catch that wave that never subsides. Mind Sports Podcast. We out here, get the intro rolling so I can stop jabbering.
1: Sorry, B. I tried. Honest.
0: All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag, no lag. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. He was moving for. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New. Improved, my T <laughs> podcaster. Potted down now. I'm seeing the 80 yard run by Last call
1: for drinks.
0: I didn't mention that because it didn't matter. Bars closing. They didn't win, it was for nothing.
1: Sun's out.
0: should've been a touchdown too. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. <laughs> Don't wanna go far. <laughs> Wild night. Tired. Be tired. My tea. Sports. Enjoy
2: your weekend, everybody. We got it.